You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017, The Team. In some ways, it's a mirror image, you know, uh, not in terms of style, but teams that uh, probably have, have been overlooked, uh, underestimated, uh, build a chip on their shoulder uh, over that. You know, so it, it's lined up, you know, to be a, a great competition. Can't argue that. I think both of these teams have been overlooked. I will argue with them in that they're a mirror image of themselves because we'll get through uh, into this a little while later. But, hey, the first thing is to get into the finals, and that's what SPA, or excuse me, SPO, <laughs> uh, that's what Eric Spolstra um, and the Heat did in getting to this championship is just get in, baby. Just win, baby. Just get in, uh, Sammy. That's the whole thing is just get yourself into the dance and see what happens. And, you know, I have the, the, the red and black colored glasses on, but this really is the more appropriate version of, of this team than what we saw in the regular season. Did they deserve an eight seed? Absolutely. They deserved an eight seed. They played like an eight-seeded team, but... This is more what we've gotten used to, what what should be expected out of this team. I, I'm not going to say that they sleptwalk through the regular season, but you can tell now, like when, when there's this level of a jump in the basketball that you're getting out of a team, you look more towards what they're doing now when it counts versus the regular season. I think the only thing that that Spo was talking about with comparing the two franchises is just they're the they're the two that were talked about probably last of any team in the conference when it got to playoff time nobody even though Denver was the one seed oh you know they haven't done anything right because they've been they've been higher seeds at different times the last few years in the west and could never come through whether it was injuries or whatever and it really it mostly was just injuries and this year they were the number one seed pretty much the entire year I mean it's been them and Phoenix and in the West, and but even then, it was the one seed, and I still have to see them do it. And then Miami, it was you know okay, we don't really pay that much attention to eight seeds anyway because the expectation is they're going to lose in the first round. Except they beat Milwaukee in five, then they beat the Knicks, and then they beat the Celtics. So it's more about these two teams. And listening to Eric Spolster and Michael Malone, the pregame pregame one pressers that they did, there really is just a lot of appreciation for what the other side has gone through. Okay, so that's more you know global yes. uh, per se. You know, let's get into the nitty gritty here, okay? And here's where I start in terms of just what the Heat are up against. So let, let's just say uh, Nikola Jokic and Jimmy Butler were removed from the conversation as basically uh, a draw in their um, impact in games. And I think you're being generous as good as Jimmy Butler has been uh, for me to say that uh, he and Joker would say be at the same level. Okay. Then you look at the cast of characters, Sam. I, I, I give the advantage big time, not just marginally big time to the Denver Nuggets, dude. I mean, we'll, and we'll talk about the home crowd and the altitude that might be a factor up there. 
But let's talk personnel, Sam. Do you, do you kind of agree with me, especially with the Heat not being at full strength? Now, Tyler uh, Hero may play tonight. Uh, he's supposed to play in Game 2 for sure. He may play tonight. You don't think he should even play. Uh, just like they've done well to this point. Maybe right. when he's completely healthy, he does. But but talk to me about the other balance of personnel on each of these rosters, Sam. And you gotta you got to look at it like I am. No, it, it is. It's, it's imbalanced. Like, I'm not going to go that far. The Heat don't have an Aaron Gordon, because most teams in the league don't have an Aaron Gordon. The Heat don't have a Jamal Murray. I mean, the closest thing probably would be Jimmy Butler in that regard, but they don't have a Jamal Murray. If we're taking Jimmy out, there is no opposite there. There's no opposite for Contavious Caldwell-Pope as far as somebody who's got the length that he does that can shoot. Eighth overall can, pick out of Georgia. That can play defense the way that he does, and, the, and you can keep going down. It's why Denver's been so dominant. The only thing that I would throw back at you, though, is they just got through, and, and we, we all know about the ankle injury in Game 7, but it was supposed to be the same thing with Jason Tatum, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown together, where the Heat don't have a guy who physically, athletically, statistically is supposed to be able to match up with these guys. So I don't know yeah, if, it, I don't know if it's as much of an argument now if it was as it was maybe a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah, if you're... Doing the same comparison, you say Tatum and uh, Butler will put them off to the side, and then you go through there, and then you would you would have leaned Boston, like um, because of of uh, of uh, Jalen Brown, and because of even maybe Marcus Smart. Uh, but I think it's really overwhelming. I mean, uh, you mentioned Aaron Gordon, fourth overall pick out of Arizona, um, and you, most likely, I mean, we'll see how it goes tonight, and both coaches are going to make adjustments. My hunch right now is that Caleb Martin's probably going to be the primary defender on Aaron Gordon. Uh, well, good luck with that. Um, That's and, what I'm saying. And, and, yeah, Caleb Martin is, you know, this whole list of undrafted players that Miami has, there's seven in total. Something has to give because Jamal Murray was a first-rounder himself uh, out of Kentucky. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. out of Mizzou was the 14th overall pick, and a lot of people thought he was going to be a lottery pick. So... I, I just think at some point uh, this is gonna the, the cream is gonna run to the top, and that's in no way being uh, you know like dismissive of the Heat. It's just especially in a seven game series, I just don't know. And, and I'm not going out on a limb. I mean the uh, the Nuggets are a four to one favorite to win the NBA championship, mm-hmm. um, and so were the the uh, the Boston Celtics. So you're you're a Heat guy, and you're gonna say bring it on. But I'm just saying this is what you're up against, okay? It, there's way Goodness. more depth to those peripheral players on Denver than there was even uh, on Boston, Sam. And so you need to get wh- whatever good fortunes have been rolling their way for Miami to get them to get to this point. I mean, to, bo- to borrow a, a line from Coach Richard Pitino, I couldn't tell you how the Knicks and Boston, and I mean, you really throw Milwaukee in there a little bit too, but... The Knicks and Boston, how they shot so poorly against the Heat or how the Heat's three-point defense was as good as it was. Great point. My staff and I couldn't tell you. Great point. And, you, and they're going to need some of that again in this series. Okay, your staff is also going to have to explain to me uh, where Caleb Martin, who started 41 out of 72 or so games that he played, for the regular season averaged 9.5 points a game. Okay, he averaged almost 20 points a game against the Celtics. I, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, much closer 
two, a 14 or a 15-point-a-game guy, just like based on his body of work. Even in the first two rounds against Milwaukee and the Knicks, he was averaging 11.5 or you know 13, I think, maybe in the Knicks series. I'm not even sure. But here's, here's where you're like, can he keep this up? Is during the regular season, which I mentioned he averaged 9.5 a game, he only shot the ball... 35% from behind the three-point line, yeah. which was 45% in that series against Boston. So at the same time, like, and I think the analogy you talked about with, with Richard Pitino when he was honest with us and saying, you know, I mean, I we do uh, have a game plan to contest perimeter shots, but, you know, let's just face it, teams are missing them against us. I can't explain it, and we'll take it. And it's kind of been the same way with Miami. Uh, we will say that, hey, there was contest, uh, contested shots, but, man, uh, I just I think things kind of uh, correct here in this final, Sam. Uh, okay, so I mentioned the altitude. Uh, we all know what was it, Billy Tubbs, that said, well, sh- the altitude shouldn't matter because we're playing inside. I think that was uh, something he said when he coached at, at TCU and they were playing the Lobos, and it's been, you know, used a bu- that line's been used a bunch of times. But here's what Spo had to say uh, when asked about the altitude in Denver. We're not even getting into any of that stuff. Uh, our guys are in great shape, they're ready to compete. Uh, if uh, Denver wants to tip this thing off at the top of uh, Everest, we'll do that. Um, this thing is going to be decided between the four lines. Uh, you know, they also got to come back to Miami if we want to make it a, a, about that. We'll turn off the air conditioning. They got to play in uh, 90 degree uh, humidity. Yeah, just wait till it gets to be humid, uh, humid down there. Wait till people who live in Denver get down there and see how that goes. But the people that go down there aren't playing. The t- the people that are playing are staying in Ritz Carlton's and getting onto an air conditioned bus, going to an air conditioned arena. I don't I don't care what Mike Greenberg said. Would you know that that it's hard to play down in Miami. I mean, Boston certainly had no problem, you know, winning uh, a key game down in, in Miami, right? That That is true, and, and there was some of that three-point back-and-forth swing involved. You get one of those days, though, where, you know, hey, maybe the, maybe the guys get on the bus, and it's one of those days because these do happen in the summer, and I know they happen here, too, but one of those summer days where you can't touch the steering wheel because it's starting to burn the, the first layer of the skin off your fingers, and they can't drive the bus, and they're late to the game, and they're all frazzled, and then you get in there, and it's and it's humid, and it's gross outside, and then you got to play a basketball game. All of this, I, I mean, he, he took the right approach there. I'm glad he went with Mount Everest instead of saying we're going to play on the moon because coaches do that too much. He was realistic in that we're going to play on the top of Mount Everest. These guys, I, I mean, obviously these guys are all in great shape because they're NBA players and they they didn't do... Uh, the expectation was that they were going to do Miami what Boston did. They were going to go up there for a seventh game. It was exhausting. They had all the pressure. They blew this 3-0 lead and then they were just going to crumble. And and they didn't. We everything that we can talk about for this series, altitude, matchups, skill players, former MVPs, it's all it's what we have to go off of for context and history, but I don't I, I still don't know how you look at the last three rounds of basketball and think and th- and any of us think we know what's gonna happen when the heater on the floor. Okay, so what about the whole analogy that the 
the Nuggets have been off for like a week and they might not be sharp getting back into the mix. And, you know, Miami's just, you know, like you heard Coach Spo say, their players are well-conditioned and they're up for the task and they're just keeping playing. I mean, is there any validity in your brain that tells you that it might be an advantage to Miami being able to just roll into the next game and not having that time off? Because to me, I, I don't see that ever as the case. I mean, teams want to put teams away as quickly as they can in the playoffs for a reason, and that's what Denver was able to do. Most teams, I, I do think there is something to it, and honestly, we saw it in Game 1 in the first round with, with Miami and Milwaukee. The only difference is... The team that's coached by Don't Call Me Mike, it's Michael Malone and I won't respond to anything else, is not going to let these guys get comfortable in that in that week off. I mean, I'm sure they were running practices every time it was a game day for Miami. I'm just imagining they're running practice like they're going to go play the next day tomorrow because Michael Malone said so. All right, well, Nikola Jokic, I'll tell you, if, if what he says is true and Denver approaches things like this, uh, then that will add to the sharpness. Here is the Joker. Who said that we are favorites? The media? Las Vegas. Las Ve- and Las Vegas tells us that we are not, we were underdog before. That doesn't, it's not correct, I think. I mean, I think we are not the favorites. Uh, I think in the finals there is no favorites. Uh, we, this is going to be the, the hardest game of our life, and, and we know that, and we are prepared for that. We are preparing and prepare for that. So I think there is no favorites, and definitely I think we are not favorites in this uh, series. I think they are not either. I think it's just the finals, you know. There is no favorites. But they are nine-point favorites tonight because they have been such an unholy level of of great at home. All see the regular season and the playoffs. That's where, you know, that's where you want to see that consistency. Miami's been this whole story because it's been the exact opposite. Denver's been this way at home all year, and whatever the reason is, if it is the altitude, if it's because they're finally healthy, they have been just ridiculous in, in Denver, and that's why that number's so high. I mean, nine points in an NBA Finals game is a lot. It, it is But a it's lot. because Denver's just been that unbeatable at that, home. That is correct. Uh, but as you've been quick to point out, Miami has seemed to answer the bell time and time again. All right, well, coming up next, um, we are going to talk to somebody who's uh, made a name for himself. In fact, his last name made a name uh, for themselves here in Albuquerque, and now uh, he's coming back. We'll tell you more about that when we return. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team.